money for the grill. That's expensive taste. Yonsei, 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 pour up lemonade. This is After Hours Live for the Man Cave. This is your host, Tay Wiggs. And co-host, Mark Seen. Man, first and foremost, man, big things on to tap. We're going to let Marcus kick things off. All right, so number one on the agenda, on the chopping block, Ben Simmons. Now, mm-hmm. we've seen Ben Simmons in, in his latest uh, playoff um, he was fr- freezing. You know, he froze under pressure. Right. Not shooting the ball. He had got to be kidding. <laughs> he had three shot attempts in the fourth quarter in all the games, just three. Danny Green played one game, he had two. What's wrong with Vincent? Is he gonna is he gonna be more aggressive? Is he gonna be off the team? Should they trade, you know, like should they trade him? Because if he ain't getting it together, this is now like four postseasons where he choked under pressure pretty much. Hey. He's not the same player in the regular season as the offseason. Ben, see, everybody can call him Ben Simmons. The way he played, I'm gonna call him by his uh, his government name, Benjamin Simmons. <laughs> He's a six foot ten point guard. Now everybody's seen the clip where that he had an open layup. Trey Young was that that been done. Right. Now, now if I'm six ten, I got like a six three. Or a six-two point guard on me, flushing it down his head. Right. But when you're looking at someone like Ben Simmons, you know, you know, a great athlete, mm-hmm. uh, a pass, he's a passer, um, the defender. And the one thing they keep doing, they try to compare him to LeBron James. Now LeBron James get that close to the basket. Mm-hmm. We know he's laying the ball up. He's dunking right. the ball foremost. Now right. Ben Simmons. Now you're looking at where he is. Like I say, he's a six foot ten guy, and in the fourth quarter, like it's nowhere to be found. I just find that just kind of crazy, just for in in this series, you know. Ben Simmons went mi- what in the seven game series. Ben Simmons went missing game four, mm-hmm. game five. Uh-huh. I'm just no, no, he really went missing five, six, and seven. Right. Are you looking at six? I think six. He was in. Uh, he was in foul trouble, but. They won because he was in fight. Like they won because he wasn't in the game. <laughs> I mean, at, at, you know what's so crazy about that series? You can even play. You, you're one of your best. You're one of your better defenders in the fourth quarter. And all I keep hearing is where if Danny Green was uh, was was healthy and available, it made the, much, the game that much easier. Now you're looking at the Philadelphia 76ers, number one seed in the East, Marcus. Number one. They was up on this team. They got too mm-hmm. comfortable. Yep. I mean, I'm, I'm saying it before, I'm saying it again. I cannot take the Philadelphia 76ers serious when your leader is, is goofy, it's just as, as, as Dwight Howard. <laughs> so you're looking at Joel Embiid, the process, and Dwight Howard, a.k.a. going to be Superman. You cannot take these guys serious. In the middle of the game, the camera's on Dwight Howard. He grabs the camera like that and start making faces. Mm-hmm. Like, when are these guys going to step up? I'm not going to put all the blame on um, Joel B because he stepped up, Marcus, right? Right. He, he did. He had now, Ben Simmons, this guy here, Benjamin Simmons, <laughs> Benjamin. been in the league for almost, what, what's this, his fifth or sixth year in the league, right? 
Each of these guys have not hired a shooting coach. You definitely, he probably got a shooting coach. He just, it doesn't sound like he listened to him. <laughs> or you, but, well, let me say this. He can have a shooting coach. He can have, right. he can be shooting a thousand jumpers every day, mm-hmm. but he does mm-hmm. not do it in the game. So we don't know. We, we Like, we got a question. Do we got one? Do we don't? Like, what is he doing? Right. So look, I don't know what Ben Simmons is doing. Like, <laughs> I never, now this is the same guy they played the Toronto Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals, mm-hmm. right? What was the same guy who was scared to guard Kawhi Leonard? Or he was the same, this is the same fellow who was scared to take jump shots on Kawhi Leonard. He passed the ball so quick. Right. It's mental to anything. Absolutely. Now, you look at this game recap. As I go back to game five and, and look at the recap for Philadelphia, right? I go down to Benjamin Simmons. He was two for four in 38 minutes, Marcus. Four shots. Four for 14. Abysmal 20%. Nine assists. It only had eight points. How can you win like that? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean... It's not only he's not shooting. When he does, like you said, 20, 20%, like missing more than he make, it's just never it's never going to get to the 76ers to the, uh, to the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's like you said, it's mental. I don't know who he need to talk to. Maybe uh, he need to talk to Phil Jackson, call him up out of retirement, mm-hmm. you know, see if he got some, some mental exercises for him. Kevin Love, you know, the, the chairman of Headspace, him and, you know, DeMar and DeRozan, he, he need to get in touch with these guys to figure out what's mentally blocking him from, in at least the fourth quarter, from being aggressive at the very least. I don't even ask him to shoot, just be aggressive. You got to lay up, take a layup, dunk. He's not even doing that anymore. All right, exactly. When you're looking at somebody else who's going to step up, Tobias Harris, he had 10 points also in that game, but he also played huge minutes. Now, I was kind of I was kind of watching this game that throughout the series. I'm like, okay, Mike Scott didn't play. I thought hey, they're gonna have to put that guy in, knock a couple of shots down, you know, the guard, uh Trey Young and Kevin Herter. Or you got Anthony Tolliver, he's a known three-point shooter too. I thought Doc mm-hmm. Rivers, this the part I'm going on, you know. Doc Rivers. When facing adversity, he gets he, he always losing these game sevens or these game six situations. Now, right. the jury is out now. I'm gonna be quite frankly and be quite honest. Doc Rivers is still living on that 2008-2009 NBA championship. That's the only one for a fact. <laughs> right. You have real NBA veterans. Kevin Garnett, Hall of Famer. Paul Pierce, soon to be Hall of Famer. Ray Allen, soon to be Hall of Famer, if not in the Hall of Fame. Then you got guys on the bench that knew their roles. James Posey, P.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a young guy, Tony Allen, Rookie Rondo. Uh, you had Big Perk. Um, this, I can keep naming guys on and on. Eddie House. How can we forget about Eddie House? 
these guys knew what was expected to get on the floor. Doc Rivers never got a team that he had from scratch and molded a championship caliber team. He always gets these team. teams. These teams ain't even from scratch. The Clippers, uh, <laughs> uh, or Philly, like those teams was already loaded with talent. <laughs> exactly. When you when when you looking at Doc Rivers, is Doc Rivers a good coach? Um, I, I change my mind on it every year. Like, I'm gonna say, yeah. I mean, because what we let off with, like, he can't control if Ben Simmons <laughs> is gonna perform or not. I mean, he could have set him down. I guess that's part of his job. He could, like, he ain't got Ben ain't got it. He's scared. Let's right. get somebody else in. He could have did that for sure. But I wouldn't mm-hmm. say he he's a bad coach because of that. You know, he's he was trying to ride with him. You know, have you know, show him some confidence. Me, I'm gonna say he is just because when it comes in the fourth quarter, Doc Rivers have no type of in-game situation. He's he cannot change things up. You get the same thing from him every time in the fourth quarter. Like what type of plays you got drawn up? Where are your shooters at? Where are your shooters at? What hurt them the most? There's no JJ Reddick. I thought JJ Reddick would have bailed them out a lot. Another guy, another nice little piece with TJ McConnell. Yes, they got Steph Curry, but he went missing two in that in this game seven. So you're looking in that in this in that game seven, you know, game, I think that game five, I think he had what? No, game four, I think he had 36 points or 37 points. Uh Steph did. I, you know, I, was, I was about to say, I'm, I don't know about that. I think Steph Curry beyond Joel and B was probably their best player. <laughs> they best player. And it, it is it, it is so sad, Marcus. Joel and B is actually playing. On the on the bum knee, so you're looking at just where Steph Curry stepped up in that game seven. All right, 16 points, 30 minutes. Joel beat with 31. Tobias Harris had 24. Right. When you go down to Benjamin Simmons, two for four, 35 minutes, with five points. Now, this guy said he wanted to be one of the greatest players to play basketball. With that type of movement that he playing. He's going to be playing over there in, uh, with Shanghai Sharks. The way, we're going to be over with Jimmer Fredek and Jeremy Lin over in the CBA League. I mean, you're not getting all of Ben Simmons. said it before. Like I said, again, had this argument at my last previous job with one of my coworkers. He argued me up and down that Ben Simmons, now listen to what he said, that Ben Simmons was better than Luka Doncic. Uh, now, <laughs> when I said that, you know, at the time this movie went out, Ben, ben Simmons not even better than, 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 than Luca, the cartoon from Disney, Pixar. Because <laughs> he came up clutch. Right. <laughs> ben Simmons? Nah, man. Nah, nah, nah. Nah. He got to give him a real shooting coach. And he go hook up with Chris Jenkins, a lethal shooter, because mm-hmm. Ben Simmons, I mean, that's that's a, that's and he's a lefty, like that's a head problem, and yeah. and the way he played on that night, Philadelphia fans, I know you out there, I feel your pain. It's a warning poster out there, a six foot ten point guard, not armed dangerous, will not shoot, <laughs> and we got this for you right here, Ben. <laughs> Oh, 
Ben Simmons, if you're out there, it's APBR. We're going to find you. Return this once. Surrender all the cash. <laughs> Philadelphia 76ers move on from Ben Simmons. Doc Rivers proved, like I said, Doc Rivers, they had no type of adjustment. No late game adjustment. And it's funny because if you look, you know, across the conference, his protege, Ty Lue, you know, who didn't get enough credit when he was here in Cleveland, he made all the adjustments in the world, like, and he was on the coaching staff with him just a year ago. And What's her name again? What's her name again, Marcus? Ty Lue? The Excellent. Absolutely excellent. <laughs> He's a better coach than Doc Rivers. And not going to cut you off. I'm going to let you finish what you had to say about Ty Lue. Uh, yeah, I was just saying, he, you know, he made the right adjustments in that um, in that Utah series where, mm-hmm. in this case, his team wasn't the number one seed like Philly, like Doc Rivers' team. Nice. Um, his best player was hurt, Kawhi Leonard. Right. Right. Uh, he didn't even play. You know, Joel Embiid at least played and still was putting up 30 big numbers. Kawhi didn't even play. And Ty Lue just exposed the big defensive player of the year, um, you know, by spreading the balls, playing small ball. That was like an in-game adjustment that he just rolled out for the rest of the series. And, it, you know, they got the dub, you know, the dub from it. Doc Rivers, on the other hand, had no aha moment like that in the past two or three years, though. Not, not just this series, the past two or three years. But I will say he did a good enough job to get him the number one seed. It's got to be some – got to get some credit for that, which is why I say he's not a bad coach. He just – he's a bad playoff coach for the past Ooh. five or six seasons. How about that? Ooh. So regular season Doc Rivers versus playoff Rivers, Doc Rivers. <laughs> now, Marcus, you said a mouthful because when I'm looking at Tyron Lou and the Clippers, it's the same squad. It's, it's the same team. squad that Doc had. <laughs> and he can't even get these guys to the, to the Western Conference Finals. Is it me that Ty Lue is picking up all the pieces where the coaches got fired at and he's making them look like, yo, I see what's going on here. I know what this is. Let's make these adjustments. Look at Reggie Jackson. Gentlemen, like, all NBA. Up. Right. Reggie. <laughs> He's been playing phenomenal basketball. Paul George, even though he had that, that game one in these Western Conference finals, he scored one point in the fourth quarter. Do you feel like he shook the pandemic P part or the jury is still out? Yeah, I think so. I, I think because, like I said, Kawhi didn't play those last two games and Paul George put the team on his bike. They did. And, and, and they won them last two games. So, you got to get the the pandemic P, uh, the way off P. I think he he grew out of that. You know, okay. he, he graduated to to, to playoff P for now. You know, there's still more Ooh. games left to be played. We say playoff P. <laughs> I'm looking at Paul George. You know, I'm not gonna lie. You know, he's still one of my favorite guys I like to watch. But he is getting busy. But let's talk about that man they got over there. You know, Kawhi Leonard. You know, the claw. The claw. When you're looking at his injury, how significant or severe is this injury, Marcus? Uh, it's going to be very – I mean, I don't know how bad he's hurt. Uh, after the end of that game, um, I think mm-hmm. it was Rachel Nichols. You know, she asked him flat out, you know, 
when he injured it, like the, the specific play, he said he was good. And then the next day, they said he didn't play, and he hasn't played since. Uh, if it's just a sprain, like they're saying, I, I, give, I say he'll be back probably at like 80%. Um, but they're going to need that 80% because, as you saw, Devin Booker was just – he controlled the game without Chris Paul, put right. up 40. I like, had a triple-double. So they're going to need somebody to, to guard him, mm-hmm. um, you know, and keep him under control. Otherwise, I don't think they're going to win. It. I don't think they're going to get swept, but they ain't going to win the series if they can't get some help on a defensive end because – Playoff P can't he can't score and you know guard defend. the best player. Yeah, exactly. he can guard, he can defend, but just not the best player on the team. When the best player on the team is Devin Booker. <laughs> now every time that Devin Booker caught the ball, I was thinking of this. Money in the, money in the bank. <laughs> right. Absolutely. From my from my regulation that I don't know how true it is. They said Chris Paul's brother was at the game. That, Cliff? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Uncle Cliff. Right. Well, every time I say Devin Booker, money in the bank. Right. Now, I don't know how true it is, but every time they said Chris Paul brother was at the game, that Chris Paul brother was calling out plays. Okay. They, he was saying certain, like, certain messages in D Book. And campaign, campaign was running these plays. Now, if you look at where, where Chris Paul's in the Western semifinals, right? Then you look at what where Devin Booker is doing on the Western Conference Finals. If you look at some of them plays that is run and some of the shots that Devin Booker is hitting, these are Chris Paul S type plays. So mm-hmm. I'm saying if Chris Paul did that and told his brother to call those plays, man, come on, man. That's point God for real. But this man is at home. Hey, hey, bro, tell, hey, tell D-Book and campaign run 6-7 flat. <laughs> and then I heard running the plate, and it's, he's executing it. And one thing I like about Monty Williams, who I thought should have been coach of the year. Yep, I thought so, too. Uh, Money Williams understood. You know he played on the Spurs teams. You know he, you know he played. You know he played on a couple of teams, but you know he won the championship with the Spurs too as well. But you looking at his dynamic, he's a players' coach. Tyron Lue's a players' coach. Mm-hmm. You looking at these type of guys, you know these type of coaches don't look at these players. Oh man, I'm really coaching Paul George. Oh, I'm really coaching mm-hmm. LeBron. No, these coaches. That actually take their time with their players as a Chris Paul, Devin Booker. When they take their time and they understand them and do team things and the team comes to hang out with each other, this mm-hmm. what happens. Your team prevail. And and like Ty Lu said, man, everybody in the room got to be held accountable. You got to trust your brother, trust your teammates. You can't go out for self. Now we always mention how we talk about hero ball as a Doc River is. This team put out a hero ball. One thing about the Clippers, and these, I'm going to say these last four teams remaining, they shared a rock grade. Mm-hmm. Other players get involved in the game. I'm looking at Phoenix. DeAndre Ayton, Ayton is a beast. But, yep. but the sleeper in this series, though, for Phoenix, been Mikael Bridges. Yep. And, like, I think this whole playoffs, he's like, 
He's been the X factor for their team. X factor, Marcus. Mikel Bridges getting to that (laughs) bag this summer. (laughs) Just because I just see certain things. Look, he's going hard on defense. He's definitely getting an extra rebound on the offensive end. You can't teach hustle. It's just in you. Look at Cameron Payne. Money in the bank. He's living with Chris Paul in Phoenix. So with Devin Booker, money in the bank, get the ball. (laughs) Devin Booker just cashing in. Now, you're going into this game tonight. As you took away from the first game of 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 the Western Conference Finals, the Clippers and the Suns, that was a huge win with no CP3. Like you said, Devin Booker had 40 points. What do you have? Was it 13 rebounds and 11 assists, Marcus? Yep, triple dub. His he first West, triple double. He had the Westbrook. That's what I'm going to start calling it. <laughs> hey, I like what Jim Jackson said because we always say it, Marcus. The 15 footer shot is not lost in the game. Players are just not comfortable taking it. It's a more comfortable shot, it's easy to cash in. Look at Devin Booker, man. Him, him and KD. Like, that's Kate, what they was living at. Kate, man. Hey, look. KD has off to him. <laughs> man, I'm sitting here watching KD go, like, going bucket for bucket. I knew I knew they weren't going to make it to the NBA Finals. I said they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals at best. Mm-hmm. I think me and you should pick either Philly or Milwaukee to come out, I believe. And I'm looking. We didn't mention Lando Hawks. We like, yo, we saying Lando Hawks is at best no more than the AC or probably a right. playoff and team. Now you look at a team like the Lando Hawks, Trey Young, scrappy, Kevin Herter, scrappy, scrappy. Uh, the bar, Opie Cunningham. That's the yeah, yeah Opie <laughs> Cunningham. <laughs> hey, what's gonna hurt probably the most for the Lando Hawks? Deion, was it DeAndre Hunter? Yeah. That's a huge loss. Maybe we may see some more people get some more playing time. We may see a Cam Reddish, like, but we I do want to give a shout out as well to Nate McMillan. Nate. He got fired from Indiana. They say he the coaching style wasn't right. I can't tell <laughs> because the Hawks before he took over. You know, Lloyd Pierce was the head coach. You know, you know, but you know, a real travel coach. Actually, yeah. coached the Cavaliers, been to Golden State, and all these other teams around the league. And uh, you're looking at Lloyd Pierce. Maybe his I'm gonna say he was a bad coach. I'm gonna say philosophy. A younger okay. team not getting the nuisance or the, or the basketball lingo that's coming. Nate McMillan came in because I don't think Lloyd Pierce played in the NBA. So you're looking at Nate McMillan. It's a point guard, a point guard coach, right? All right. If you look at these coaches that are actually in the playoffs right now, Seth Boonhoser, yeah. Steve Nash, point guard, Ty Lue, point guard, uh, Doc Rivers, point guard, uh, Nate McMillan, point guard. A lot of these coaches have set the foundations for these point guards. I think the hard one to get to was Ben Simmons. But back to the uh, the Atlanta Hawks who took care of business. Nate McMillan, this is the same team that was like 12 or 13 games out of the playoffs. Right. <laughs> They're going like a little rough from, I think what, from like 
from March to April, they went like 16 and three down the stretch That's to make the playoffs. They ain't going mm-hmm. high as seed as number five seed to beat the New York Knicks with the coach of the year in a six man. That's tough. Uh, uh, he was most improved. Well, Parks, my bad. Parks, Parks, yeah, just thank, thank you. Most improved MIP. He didn't play like most improved. Julius <laughs> Randle. Uh, I thought different players and different pieces for the Hawks stepped up. Now, we know they play tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, not tonight. I'm sorry. Milwaukee well, they, play they play Wednesday, yeah. They play tomorrow. You're looking at Giannis. Kobe said, told him to get a championship within the next couple of years. Now, since it's these four teams left, you get the Hawks. How many games do you really see the, the Milwaukee Bucks and Hawks series going, Marcus? Um, I, it really depends on uh, Trey Young. Mm. If he is a, uh, if he has it going, you know, like that game seven, he really didn't have it going, and they still somehow won because of you right. know, Herder. If he has it going, I think it can go six and even seven. If it goes seven games, then I'm gonna give it to the Bucks. But if they can if they can steal this first game, I, I give the Hawks a chance at making an NBA finals appearance, you know. I, I really because they're real underdogs. Like you said, they went on that 16 to 3 run late in the stretch of the season. Um Trey Young is like he's just not not unbothered by the moment, uh-huh. and he's not gonna be intimidated. So, and by virtue, since he's a point guard, everyone uh-huh. else is not gonna be intimidated, as we saw with Herder, as we see with Jason Collins, as, as we see even Lou Will, who John I think, Collins, uh-huh. yeah, John Collins, even Lou Will, who in the past was on Doc Rivers' teams, he was he has been not very good in the playoffs. Even he's playing good in the playoffs. So I, I think the Atlanta, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go with the Atlanta Hawks to upset Ooh. the Milwaukee Bucks because I think the How Bucks many? barely got in. Like it, a centimeter, if KD foot was just a centimeter back, they would be packing it up. So mm. now. <laughs> wow, you said the the Bucks may go packing. I don't know. It's just something about the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, I mean, this is if any year will be their year, this day year. But it's just, I, I'm just, I'm living in the uh, the Hawks moment, the Atlanta Hawks moment. I don't know. Wow, you gotta be lost. You gotta be stumbling over that. <laughs> I'm going with the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. Um, they played three games this season. The Bucks took two out of three. One at home and one on the road, and the Hawks beat them pretty bad as well. And all them games been high scoring games 125, 115, Bucks. Second game, 120, 109, Bucks. Third game, 104, 111, Hawks. I think, I think that third game, if I believe, I think Giannis filed out. And if I see the pattern, i be honest with you. I'm going Sean Kemp on them. Give me the Bucks to win at 4-0. Okay. I think it may be a sweep. I think it just may be too much Giannis. Um, 
I think this is where in this see in this series, don't be surprised if Chris Middleton get a 40 point ball. Um if one of them if, if, if both of them want 20 20 plus 25 plus, it's gonna be a long series for the Atlanta Hawks because the Hawks have to step stop Middleton, Giannis. You see Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday can get anywhere he he want on the floor, excuse me, anywhere he wants to be on the floor. It's a lot they gotta do. Now, and for the Bucks stand case, if they want to set the tone early, they have to jump on Trey Young early. Trey Young likes to feel the paint and shoot his floaters. Once he gets the floater going, then guess what? The three ball be activated from downtown. So you're looking at that. Who's gonna make which coach? In this series, it's going to make that key adjustment. I mean, and they McMillan been doing it so far, so. So I think it, he will probably be the one. I think your point. Repeat it again, Marcus. If the, if the Bucks sweep, I don't think there'll be an adjustment needed. Mm-hmm. But if it go beyond the sweep, I, I'm gonna give it to Nate McMillan because you know I picked the Hawks, so I think he's gonna be the one to make the adjustment. If the Hawks, like I said, I'm going. If the Bucks sweep them four zero, all that would Gladys Knight say the midnight train to Georgia. <laughs> all I'm saying, it's gonna be a tough series. It's gonna be a fun series. Nobody wasn't expecting the. I'm gonna say the Bucks was supposed to be there, but. I didn't even say that. I think everybody really from the East really expected the Sixers and the Brooklyn Nets to be in the front, to be the last two standing in the East. But I think me, you did pick the Bucks and the Sixers. I just didn't believe in the Brooklyn Nets. I'm going, going backwards back to the Brooklyn Nets, just being because we always said it, and people you know, you know chiming in, we're saying, no, nah, I think the Brooklyn Nets will come out the East. I said, there's no way because. These guys only played literally eight games together on the whole season. A 72-game season, one of the shortest seasons in probably in NBA history, to my knowledge. So you're looking at James Harden. That, uh, that year San Antonio won the, San Antonio, the lockout season. Oh, yeah, the 50, uh, the 50 game. Yeah. yeah. So you're looking at where in that series, in this, in this, in this type of situation with James Harden, he had the audacity, Marcus. To get on the podium after they lost that game seven and say, you know, we were decimated by injuries. Now, I know I got I know my brain working. I know my limbs is working. I'm watching TV. <laughs> Every year you hurt, bro. <laughs> He's hurt, yep, for sure. He, it's hamstring every year. What are you doing? You hide your hamstring. You had look. You had Chris Paul one season. Your hamstring went out. You had uh, Russell Westbrook. No way. His hamstring, his hamstring didn't go out that year. Chris Paul's it? hamstring. Oh, Chris, oh, okay, Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he just couldn't buy no buckets. He's not clutch. Uh, <laughs> he had Russell Westbrook. Was he hurt in that series? I think he was hurt. Yeah, he probably I think so. He was hurt. He was hurt. And everybody can say, oh, that's, that's, that's bringing James Harden minutes down a little bit so he can be healthy for the playoffs. And they did that. And he still found some way to get hurt. He way too much. You got to drop some LBs, some lower extremities. He's top heavy. Sprains and, and pulls is normally like a 
uh, weight um, <laughs> muscle ratio is off. <laughs> Can we just say James Harden's a regular season player? When it comes to the playoffs, Marcus, we, let's go back. The year they played the Miami Heat in the championship. When he came off the bench as a six-man. Yeah, KD. And James, Russ. right. James Harden hasn't been hasn't been the same since he missed that layup. Oh. Then you got a little Nick Anderson. Missed oh no! Mr. Free throws ain't been right since. So he's saying it's that layup that got him messed up. <laughs> James Harden. I don't know. It's more, this is James Harden right now in the last five years. <laughs> it's broken, man. It cannot be fixed. It's shattered. It's shattered. I mean, Kyrie Irving. They had a stat out there that Kyrie Irving hasn't made out the second round since he left LeBron James. Those are facts. He hasn't. <laughs> he's been hurt, and too. He's been hurt. Now, listen to this. When, he, when he's playing for the Boston Celtics, he got hurt. The team went further with him, without <laughs> him. The next year he come back, they get bounced. I mean... I mean, you can't – injuries is not – injuries is part of the game. It's not their fault. It is part of the game. But Kevin Durant came off a Jones fracture injury. He took his time. He took the right process to get healthy. And look at him. And he had the Achilles. Yeah. He had the Achilles straight. He took his time. Uh, no more low-top shoes. I think most of the shoes have been high-top now with his new – the latest shoe he got. So you're looking at that standpoint – and you're looking at Blake Griffin, who robbed Detroit Pistons for all these years, get his first dunk in, two, in the first two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Now what you got to say about that? Man, he, he was looking like the Blake of old, dunking, running forward, defending Giannis. I mean, if they keep it real, if this team come back next year, mm-hmm. as is, they don't got to do no changes, they'll be in the finals. Oh, I'm gonna keep going back to it. Just a centimeter, just this much, and they would have, they would have went to the finals this year. I don't know if people peep this, Marcus. You know, everybody is crying. Oh, they got, oh, the Brooklyn Nets. They got Mike James. They got Mike James. I'm like, oh. where was the play? Not, not to be found. Let's be honest. Steve Kerr, Kyrie, something like that. Steve Nash got old. It was his first year. First year. I mean, with I no knew, coaching experience, first year. Let's be honest, Marcus. When they signed Mike D'Antoni as the assistant coach, when you look at that, Mike D'Antoni, he's offensive-minded. There's no defense to their, no defensive sets to their game. The best defender they had on their team was Bruce Brown. Mm-hmm. Now, he may get the bag this summer. He showed up. He shot more shots than Ben Simmons in his fourth quarters. I know that. <laughs> and everybody, you know, we know we killing Ben Simmons. Hey, let's be honest. These are the same guys who are peers running basically. Hey, man. Uh, Joe Harris is one of the best three point shooting guys in the league. Now, mm-hmm. now listen to this, you know, I'm doing stats. Did you know that when I'm about to say, it's going to be shot. Ben Simmons is 5 for 24 from the three point line. I mean, I mean, 5 for 24 from the field. 
right? Right. Okay. <laughs> Did you know Joe Harris is five for twenty-four from the three-point line in this wow. series? He took more threes than this man took shots. Joe Joe didn't. Sh- he kind of froze up too. He he's been in my in big they games. Didn't, so. The Brooklyn Nets did not play Brooklyn Nets basketball. They did not get everybody involved. It it became more of a KD get the ball, everybody watch out and watch. James Harden get the ball, everybody watch out. Kyrie get the ball, everybody watch out. If you look at most of their players, a lot of the guys got their shots when the shot clock was going down. Yes, they was cashing out. They wasn't playing their type of Brooklyn Nets basketball that I was used to seeing in the regular season. They went away from some of that stuff, Marcus. That's what I'm saying. Don't change the game how we plan because we're in the playoffs. Keep they, they wasn't they played more uptight than anything. They didn't play with that free that free flow. I agree. Then two with the Brooklyn Nets, like I said, no Mike James to hardly get played. They didn't play uh, Claxton at all that much. Uh, I think what hurt them probably the most, uh, Uncle Jeff went out being injured. Another person that could spread the floor, another person could put the ball on the floor, defend, shoot. I think they lost a lot with him. I thought Wills hurt them too, to be honest with you. Uh, when LaMarcus Aldridge retired too, which I thought that would have gave him another big man present too to slow the game down. So that probably hurt them there. It's funny. We can say what hurt the team, but what hurt the team the most that they got old coach. Yep. They knew that Kevin Durant. They found out Kyrie went down. I mean, they had, James. They knew when Kyrie went down, they had the Milwaukee Bucks. So you know what? Their playoff win was like this. Their chances of winning that series like this. Once Kyrie went out, it went like this. Right. Then too, on top of that, let's rewind that back. That fourth quarter in that game seven. When James Harden hit that shot off the glass with four with four minutes and six seconds left, that was his last basket. Hmm. He didn't score at all. That's, that's, I ain't paying attention to that. <laughs> he he didn't score. Was hurt though. That's his crutch. Hey. He was hurt. His they were decimated. He's as the coach it. said, if you hurt, if you hurt, don't dress. If you dress, you out there playing, you are healthy. You are you a healthy hmm. star. So we can't get everybody giving all this in the world. Oh, the Brooklyn Nets was hurt. Oh, they went, they was injured. I mean, as long as you get dressed and you suit up and tie them shoes up and throw that jersey on, whatever sport you play, or if you're going to work, you got a headache, you know you don't feel good. Once you put them clothes on and go to work in the morning to get in your car, you a healthy worker. People can right. care less how you feel. Mm-hmm. So when people say, Oh man, they was hurt, blah, blah, blah. Don't play. James Harden wasn't hurt. You could t- if you ask me, laughing, drinking Brooklyn Nets smoothies. The team the next night, two nights later, they come in drinking smoothies. They think it's a joke. This team thought they had the championship in their hands. They they play they play with fire, Marcus. Mm-hmm. When you play with fire, you get burnt. <laughs> That's number one rule. <laughs> play with fire, get burnt. Only you could prevent forest fires. Right. So now we're gonna go back to the uh, the Clippers and Suns series. So, who you 
you already said you, you go with the Hawks and win this series against the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. Now, how many games this series may this series may go for the uh the Hawks to beat the Bucks? Uh I, I say six. It gotta be six. It got it's two caveats. It gotta be six, and they gotta win this first game. They gotta surprise them in this first game. If they don't come out and steal game one, it's gonna be an uphill battle. But I'm gonna, you know, man, I'm gonna ride with them uh, and hope upon hope if, if game one doesn't go right. That's a mess, man. You sound too confident, <laughs> but I do, I, I do understand what you're saying. They do got Kevin Pella, Long yeah, Athletic. Man. They do got John Collins, mm. Long and Athletic. Mm. But you know, this new to be a sleeper for the Hawks, man, though. Dino Gallinari. <laughs> yo, yo he been he been stepping up for real, you know. Unsung hero for them. Got that late bucket down the stretch against the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, that breakaway dunk that opened yes, the doors up. It's another guy who ain't scared either. Like, the moment is, is not bothering him. <laughs> that boy Marcus said that the Hawks – can, hey, it's anybody's game to see the series, the, the, the season series zero zero right now. If they can still win the Bucks floor, and, and they go back down to Atlanta at the Highlight Factory to even things up one one and probably get a game, win two game, win a game, game three there. Man, sky's the limit for the Hawks, man. Marcus, I, I'm like he said six. Hey, I like the Bucks in four. It's the first time we had actually had a disagreement on one of these in a while. He said, wow. He said, ATL. He said, welcome yeah, to Atlanta with a players plan. <laughs> I'm going with the Milwaukee Bucks to sweep in four, you know. You know, okay. the reason, man, you know, Cuckoo Cow and, and my projects, you know, that's an old school <laughs> song right there, man. Like the Bucks in a four, just because they are small, small market city like Cleveland. I was, I was, that's mm-hmm. the reason I was riding for them to make it to the NBA Finals, you know, Giannis. A former MVP. Now we're going to this Clippers and Phoenix Suns series. Phoenix Suns mm-hmm. lead this series 1-0. Back again, we back on that topic. You know, as of right now, they said Kawhi Leonard is not really, he's not scratched up the game. So there's a possibility he could play? That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. That ain't been what's happening. Right. <laughs> what so like. if Kawhi don't play tonight, Marcus, the scary thing is can Phoenix go up 2-0? They could, but what you got to remember is the Clippers have been down 2-0 every series and have come back and won. <laughs> that is the truth. That is the truth. But the whole thing is they cannot let Devin Booker get hot. That's a tough task. Without Kawhi Leonard, that's a tough task. So you look at, like, What's the one matchup that you do like about this series? Um, I like DeAndre Ayton. Hey, and, and, and whoever they pair him up against, you know, they've been trying Boogie. Boogie been putting up good, you know, offensive numbers, but he's not mobile enough to hang with Ayton. Ayton is, he is, he boxing out, grabbing rebounds. He coming out for the defense, getting back. And it's just getting Boogie in foul trouble. Like, he just fouling him. You know, to try mm. to keep up. And if the Phoenix Suns win, you know, even if Chris Paul come back, even if Kawhi Leonard come back, it's going to be because uh, DeAndre Ayton and the Clippers not having 
a reliable big man to stick with. I mean, you, they can try Zubac. You know, they already tried the Marcus Cousins, but I don't think it, that's going to work in the long run. All right. If, if the clip, all right, like Zubac in that first game had 18 minutes, nine points. The way DeAndre is playing was like men among his boys. <laughs> but the player I was, I was looking forward to having the big game to step up was Terrence Mann. I think he came up with that 39-point mm. performance. Out-of-body experience he had in that game, game six. Out-of-body. You know, like I said, Nicholas Batum, it's only good as his last game. Mm. He can defend, but he only going to give you five points like he did in game one. Paul George, 34. Now, it's going to be tough because they have Phoenix. And the Phoenix mm. fans is literally kicking every visitor team's opponent's butt. I ain't talking about the players. I'm talking about the fans. Fans. I got you another fight again. <laughs> the, the fans, uh, the Phoenix Sun uh, uh, guy who beat the one guy with the, with the uh, Nuggets jersey. I'm talking about the Suns at four beating the dudes for him. Now, and that, and against the Clippers, you know, Clippers fans are talking trash and Phoenix. They say, you know, some Clipper fans got beat up by some Suns fans. And this is why I'm picking the Phoenix Suns to win. They got a hungry <laughs> fan base. Good fan. I mean, the last time the Phoenix Suns has been to an NBA championship was 1993 with Charles Barkley. Charles Dan, Barkley was there. Yeah, Charles Barkley, Dan Marley, Kevin Johnson. Uh, Dan. Who else want to say? Elliot Perry, Cedric Sabalos, uh, Mark West. I can keep going. I'm like, I remember that game like it was yesterday. Uh, you know who's on that team too? On that Phoenix Suns team? I think Danny Ainge. <laughs> and he, oh yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> so when you're looking at 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 that Phoenix squad and that city's hungry, man, like it's you, you want to see Luke, yeah, you want everybody wants to see their favorite player like LeBron, people like Kevin Durant winning championship rings or Steph Curry. But it's always fun though to see another city and another team to get excited to win a championship because you just want to see how they feel. Like I said, look at you, you got your championship hat on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It feels good when you go somewhere right. and you get on that flight or you catch the you on vacation, you throw that Cavs hat on. People are are you from Cleveland? Better know it. Right. Better know it. That's what Ross would say. Like what Tony would say, you better know it. But, uh, <laughs> but the whole thing is, can Reggie Jackson, Marcus, on a serious note, can he put up 24 points again in a, in a game? I think he proven himself to be reliable. Just like Paul George got off that uh, that playoff stink, you know, Reggie Jackson has proven himself to be pretty battle-tested, and he's going to put up numbers. He's like, I think he's shooting like 50% from the field, 40 from 30, like that 50, 40, 90. Yeah, he ain't right now. In this series, he's shooting 53% and 33% from downtown because he took 12 threes. Other than that, that's not his character. But you think he can? But the person who needs to step up though is Luke Kennard. He's a minus five on the floor. They got him to be. They got him to be a knockdown shooter, right? Yeah. And he's getting the bag, Marcus. Mm-hmm. He's getting the bag. That's another uh, Northeast Ohio guy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, no, I think Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Okay. I'm looking at where I think that we may see a different look at the point guard spot. Maybe you may see Rondo get this. Get the uh, get the sub off the bench before Patrick Beverly. Um, when Russell Westbrook said he all he do is run around and foul people, that seemed to be true because 
he was minus six. He was minus six on the floor with only two points. So you're looking at that aspect. What can what can he do for you? Like he was one for two. We know Rondo is going to find different ways. If they want to win this game, like you said, I thought Boogie was going to have a good start. He was having a good start to the Suns. I mean, the Suns and Clippers game. I thought he was going to do some justice for them. Like you said, since he ruptured that Achilles tendon, he don't have that same explosiveness and that quickness, mm-hmm. that quickness and lateral movement on the floor to be to be reckless out there. Yeah, he can hit the 15 for the he can shoot the three, but he, he he's not the same Boogie who can get down and put that ball on the ground and drive to the hole like that. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Now, in this series, you did say that you did. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of scary enough that you know, if, if Phoenix do go up 2-0, and we know right now, I ain't even gonna say the Clippers. We know that Ty Lue is like the guy who can bring you back for um, large defeats, and you can win a series. He proved it when he did with the Cavaliers back in '16. Mm-hmm. Now he's doing the same thing now. Uh, Four was it was it was it five years later? Yeah, five mm-hmm. years later now with the Clippers. Team, like you're saying, every said they've been down 0-2. They came for like this team a little bit different to feed the Suns because that monster they got Devin Booker, man. I mean, he's playing Kobe S right now. Like he's not legendary. scared of moment. He's stepping up. He's nice. Yeah. yeah, legendary. And he and the crazy thing, I think he got that tattoo on his arm too, somewhere. Legendary. Okay. And he's not playing. He's coming in, man. Look, same stoke face and everything. You got a guy that focused, and you got Chris Paul as your mentor or mentee. Man, it's, what can you do? Chris Paul, Chris Paul, that, that attitude has rubbing off on the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like all his places he go. <laughs> right. Team take on his attitude. Mm-hmm. Now, Marcus, switching things up. NBA draft tonight. I mean, not the NBA draft. NBA draft draft lottery come on tonight. Mm-hmm. If you was out there on the limb, what are your what's the chances that one the one to three teams or the four teams is number one draft pick? Who you think may get the number one draft pick in the 2021 draft that would be in, in July? Um, you always going to side with the Cavs. They want to. I've never seen a team in. For, they went three drafts in a, <laughs> three drafts in like a five year period, so I, I would say the odds is for the Cavs, and then um, two two other teams, the you know Minnesota Timberwolves, I think they have a chance to get in it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, who's the end of Detroit Pistons? So I don't I don't know if the Timberwolves were they the one of the worst for? I can't I ain't I should have looked it up. But I think it's either one of the, the Timberwolves, Pistons, um, or Cavs. And then a long, long shot, <laughs> the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. You know what else we probably get in with, with the high draft pick, too? The Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Again. Again, two years in a row. Um, or the OKC Thunder. Um, I can see these two. I can see these two. Three teams right here, either one or the top three. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, uh, man, that's tough. I'm gonna say the Houston Rockets get the number one draft pick. Okay. I'm gonna go two Cavs. I'm gonna go three the Detroit Pistons. Hmm. I'm gonna go four. 
I'm going to say four is going to shock some people. I'm going to say the fourth mm-hmm. pick is probably going to be the Toronto Raptors, even though they finished like one or two games outside of the playoff in bubble. Hmm. Okay. I, I think that's pretty spot on the, uh, to the odds. You know, Houston one, you know, I looked it up, Detroit two, Orlando and Oklahoma. That's one mm-hmm. and four. So anything is possible. Now, looking ahead to the NBA draft, some players already opted out and went back to college. I think Armando Bicot went back to North Carolina. He went back to school. Uh, looking at who could be the number one draft pick out there. Who do you think is the number one draft pick? Do you really think Jalen Suggs could be number one draft pick? Uh, if... I mean, if any of them teams we named, yes, <laughs> everybody except the Golden State Warriors, like because they all need guards. Um, oh. You had somebody else in mind? I want to say the big boy out of Iowa, Luca Garza. Okay. Now, if he goes first, Marcus, that could change the whole co- complexity and dynamic of the NBA draft because everything. Now, if the Pistons do say the Pistons or the Rockets do have a number one draft pick, if they go big man, because John Wall's leaving, John Wall's gone. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be a free agent. So if John Wall goes to another team, hypothetically, who needs a point guard really bad. Let's just say I'm throw it out there. Say John Wall go play for the New York Knicks. Do, do New okay. York Knicks get better, or do they get worse? Or um, the they get better. The one team sure. to watch out for next year, the Lando Magic. Lando Magic next year could finish higher than the sixth or a fifth seed. I like the young nucleus they got. Well, they got I uh, definitely do. Book me down for Lando Magic being a five or a six, a five or a six seeded team in the Eastern Conference playoffs, because so it's just every year, huh? They draft who's they draft pick this year? It was Fultz and then. Cole Anthony. Uh, okay. Cole Go ahead. Anthony. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking out loud. My guy. He had a couple of game winners this year, too, as well. Mm-hmm. So Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz come back, back from injury. Uh, Jonathan Isaac come back from injury. You're talking about this is a different Orlando Magic's team. All right. And they oh, got they, Gary they Harris. Woo. They traded Aaron, uh, Aaron Gordon for Gary yeah. Harris. I was just about to say. They got, rid of, they got rid of Evan Fournier, so they got rid of the big money off their books. Mm-hmm. So that young Randall Magic team, if they get another piece or the right pieces down there, they'd be great. They'd be a fifth or sixth seeded team. And they fired, I ain't gonna say that the coach got fired, whatever you want to call it, parted ways with Steve ways. Clifford, <laughs> former the former uh coach of the, uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Now, who would get the Orlando Magic um coaching vacancy? They could do some damage down there in Orlando mm-hmm. at the Emma Way mm-hmm. Center. Yes, sir. I said they'd be a middle middle of the pack team next year. Yeah. So looking at the Timberwolves, they're gonna have to make some moves, Marcus. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Carl Anthony Towns been turned out for what seven seasons? Mm-hmm. This was a rough year. This is a rough year for him. I would say that. You know. Can we say D'Angelo Williams? I mean, D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell, I'm sorry. Can you say D'Angelo Russell is, is actually injury prone? He is, or he's um 
nah, I wouldn't call him injury prone. He he's something like a little worse. Like when things are not going well, he's injured. When things are going well, he's out mm. there on the floor. But it's very rare when things are going well. He only had that one year in Brooklyn and he played. Oh, That's yeah. Everybody was trying to give him most improved. But other than that, he's been on bad teams with no chance of making it, and he's all of a sudden hurt them. Now, we know next year, next year is the best part of our free agency. Other free agent, I'll pay to be free agent next year. Bronze, uh, Paul, I think Paul George and these guys, whatever. I think Paul George signed Kawhi gonna be okay. So I, I think I may have that wrong. It's hard to keep up these days. <laughs> when you when I, when I look at D'Angelo, D'Angelo uh, Russell, this is what I think about. Like. He has to be. It's a bummer for him. So <laughs> he is what you want. Can he stay healthy? Can he do this? Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, Mark, he only had one healthy season in Brooklyn. One good healthy season. Him and Spencer Dinwiddie, speaker that Spencer Dinwiddie, he turned on the contract offer from the Brooklyn Nets. Um, so, uh, attention, Los Angeles Lakers. Spencer Dinwiddie is on the market. <laughs> That's who needs He's him. a point guard. Right. He's from <laughs> he from South LA. All right. So, what can they do? Russell Westbrook, a free agent. Can the Lakers get Russell for cheap? They could. They're gonna Wilson, need. They're gonna I need said, something for Brooklyn. Russell Wilson. Russell Westbrook. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wilson throws the pigskin. Mm-hmm. One dribble the other. One dribble basketball. Sorry, Russell. Russell Westbrook. Sorry, Brody. <laughs> the Lakers, can they get him cheap? They could. How much how much is Russell Westbrook willing to to part ways with money-wise? I mean, they his guy was Scott Brooks. He I know he didn't want Scott Brooks, you know. It, it just depends that Bradley Bill situation. If mm. Brad's going to stay there, I think I don't. I don't think Russ, because of what happened between him and KD, I don't think he had just leave Brad high and dry like that. Because yeah, Russ, Russ is, a, is a real. Yeah. What? All right, nobody's not talking about this, Marcus. We know Demar Derozan like Toronto, but. Kyle Lowry want to move on for Toronto. Hypothetically, Marcus, you know, just speaking basketball, did you just say DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry go hook up and play another another for another franchise? That's what team? What team do you see those two actually being on the same squad? Uh, I would say the. Philadelphia 76ers. No. Kyle Lowry's from Philly. DeMar DeRozan, I think he's a free agent. They can yeah. link up and help out Joel and B big time. <laughs> I, like, I like that. I like that. Because you can move Tobias Harris from the two, from the two to the three. Mm-hmm. And you could put DeMar at the two. And you got Kyle at the Kyle one. Long. 
I was I knew you was gonna say that. I knew you was gonna say that. I just will see what you gonna I knew you was gonna say that just because I'm looking from it from that standpoint, like because they DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry are tight like that. Them on the same team again, but this time with some help. Well, well, we know Kyle got to help us get the ring. But you know, I know for a fact, DeMar DeRozan is burning inside because he he gave his all to Toronto and they traded him away for Kawhi Leonard. Of course, you got to trade away something to get something. But right. to watch your teammate, your brother, your best friend, your NBA brother, win a championship. you He was happy for him. But I know deep down inside, man. Burning <laughs> very much so. So just imagine, Marcus, they trade. Let's just say, hypothetically, we're going to say that the Spurs trade DeMar DeRozan to Philly. But I don't think I don't think San Antonio won't Ben Simmons because they got Deontay Murray, DeJounte De- De- Murray. We have to get another team. In- we're really trying to get them clutch guys together. Boy, that's why was, yeah, you know, well Ben Simmons, DeJounte Murray, clutch guys. That that's where Ben Simmons is gonna be end up. Look for where clutch sports is headed. You got LA, the, the Lakers. You got uh San Antonio, I think they got Lonnie Walker and DeJounte Murray. I may be wrong about that. The Cavs, they got Garland and uh, well, they just got Garland, so but and but Rich Paul from Cleveland, so you, you got to put that together there. No, he gonna speaking end up of, in a clutch destination. Do you speaking of the Cavaliers with Colin Saxton? Now we already talked about how good this team looked when he's not playing, and how other guys get the ball fed from Darius Garland. Mm-hmm. Now say the Cavaliers do get like a Ben Simmons to go along with Darius Garland. You know if you trade Ben, if you trade the Cavaliers get Ben Simmons. For you're not going to trade Colin Saxon straight up. You got to get rid of Kevin Love. Which they should do. <laughs> now, I like Kevin Love. But they, they, thanks for the shit, Kev. But I think it's his time. If the Cavaliers want to get rid of Kevin Love and Colin Saxon, and I keep hearing stuff like a Portland trade may come up. If they trade him to Portland, and you talk about Colin Saxon the bench behind, behind, uh, uh, Damian Lillard, and if, if the Cavs do make a trade to Portland, can you imagine the Cavs getting back like a CJ McCullum? Yeah, that, to, that'd be to, too, too to nice. go along with Darius Garland. Do you yeah. see CJ even getting moved this summer? Um, so, so that's another. Those, those are three franchises: uh, Dallas, or I should say, for Dallas, Portland, mm. Utah, and Philly. Like they got to do something. They all gonna make moves. I don't know what those moves are. CJ and Dame is like the two players we just talked about, Demar and Kyle Lowry. Like they real close. So it's gonna be unlikely to break them up unless they get in a super duper star back. Somebody like Kawhi Leonard. No, we know the Cavs is not a good team, but other team playoff. Play, I'm gonna say championship contender teams do like the Cavs pieces. They like a Colin Saxton. They like a Jared Allen. Larry Nash, junior name, always come up with trade talk. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like if they get like a CJ McCup, do you feel like they had to part ways with Larry Nash Jr.? Do you feel like uh, he's untouchable or is it more Darius Garland? All the players are more untouchable. 
Yeah, I, I feel like it's there's Garland, Sexton to some extent, and Jared Allen. Like those are the untouchables. And then it's like another layer with probably like Larry Nance. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the, the, the Larry Nance? Because certain players. Um, With Larry Nance, that's going to be tough to give us someone like that of his I mean, stature. If they keep, I mean, the Cavs, if they get Ben Simmons, they'll be the best defensive team in the league next, next year. They had mm-hmm. Jared Allen, they had Ben Simmons, Isaac Okoro. That's another player that is probably. I forgot about, um, about IO. And Larry Nance. Mm-hmm. Now, I know everybody. No, I'm not. I'm not a Kobe Altman fan, Marcus. Now, yeah, do you I'm, now do I'm you feel you. like do you feel like Kobe Altman? Like, yo, I'm gonna have to get rid of Drummond. Got rid of him, so you had to pay him next year. Now we seen Andre Drummond play for the Lakers this past season. We see him playing the playoffs. He looked terrible. He has no type of playoff basketball. Like he had no bat, like he had no basketball IQ. Borderline unplayable. <laughs> <laughs> JaVel McGee would have got more playing time if he was with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at all these speculations. Now, Luka Doncic, right? We know he, he he's he's unhappy. Rick Carlisle is gone. Donnie Nelson. Junior stepped down as a GM. Mm-hmm. Now Luca is mad because some of his core guys are gone. Who are they going to bring as the head coach for them? Who's going to be the new GM? Kristaps Porzingis is unhappy of his role. He thought he's going to be a, he thought he's going to be the, the main guy in Dallas. Like, come mm-hmm. on, you want to be the main guy playing for the New York Knickerbockers, but now you in playing for the Dallas Mavericks. Luca is the team. Luca be a free agent nation. Mm-hmm. Now, if this team don't get it right, now we already know that Luca grew up a huge LeBron James fan. He said he would love to play Le- play with LeBron one day before before he said it done. Now, just imagine Luca playing for the Lakers next next following season. Now, what that's going to be like? Because the team is going to come back and hurt everybody. Everybody had to watch out. It's for them to go to State Warriors. Yeah, that that's my that's my stealth pick for the finals. Warriors in, in the Nets, unless you know you know things happen. You know we we ain't even in the off season quite yet. But if Luca was you said if Luca was to play with the LeBron, mm-hmm. man, I mean LeBron's gonna get like three more rings. He ain't even have to do nothing. <laughs> no. Speaking of the guy LeBron James, he's been paid, pretty much probably gonna be a billion about a year old with. Got the movie come on in three weeks. Will LeBron James take a pay cut, Marcus, to to lure guys in? Tim Duncan has done it. No, he's not. <laughs> I answer that right on top. It's not happening. <laughs> so LeBron James is cashing out. He's cashing so LeBron out. LeBron James will get. So LeBron James will get all the cash, which means. 
for LeBron, he is all about the <laughs> money. Now, we're looking at what's going on in the league. And I want to switch things up. You know, go to another topic now. Now, no, you got the, the NFL player, Carl Nassib, used to play, you know, linebacker from Penn State, who led Penn State before getting drafted, led the college mm-hmm. in sacks, you know, play along with Saquon Barkley there. Mm-hmm. Now, he played at Tampa Bay and other his various teams. He's coming out as the first openly gay NFL player to go public. All right. Now, active. The keyboard. Active, active. They drafted, um, I forget the name. It was Michael, Michael Sam. Michael Sam. Now, he was openly gay. So. Yes. But the part is like about, you know what I'm saying? I don't care what these people believe in, who they like. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm, I can't judge nobody, first and foremost. Now, I am going to be politically correct. Now, when Michael Sam came out, the commissioner, Roger Goodell, said the NFL wasn't ready for that. Hey, we're going to fast forward it five, six years later. Carl Napster come out. Hey, man, I'm gay. Blah, blah, blah. Commissioner said, we're going to we respect you. We're going to be ready. We're going to set you with open arms. Now, Michael Sam is black. Mm-hmm. Carl Nassar is white. Caucasian. Let's be completely correct. It's Caucasian guy. Because white is not white. It's Caucasian. Now, when you look at that, all the NFL, I'm looking at all the NFL players. Oh, man, good, man. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot, Brody. But people clown Michael Sam for coming out as a gay man because he's black. Now, when a black person, now, when a black person does something trying to set their bar, it's coming out and saying this what he believe in, what 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 they do, people laugh at it, they make a joke at it. But another nationality outside of the uh, African American race, every other race get a praise for it. <laughs> now, I'm kind of pissed off about that because all these guys sit up on TV. Saying, oh, that's good for the league. I just want to do this. <laughs> Sound alarm. That's a bunch of BS. Because when Michael Sam, like I said, when he did it, came out, y'all joked about him, y'all clowning. He didn't never, he, he made, he got, he didn't get drafted, but he got picked up by the Rams and they released him. He get drafted. Carl Nassib, how he played his cards a little bit different. He played the role right, played about five or six years in the NFL. Come out as openly gay if you play a full season this year and say if you don't make a, another team from here on out. He'd know because he played about three to four years in the NFL. He already said he had to say he could still get the retirement NFL pension check. I just feel like I was looking at some guys, some, you know, some athletes. I don't know who their names are, but they are in the NFL. It was like, hey, Michael Sam should be in the league too. It is going to happen because Carl, Carl Naps is going to be in the league and he's been locked from all this time. And Michael Sam has yet to get in the, to be in someone's locker room for the for the uh, for a period of five to six seasons. How do you feel about this type of situation on a serious note, due to Michael Sam being black and Carl Nelson being white? Um, I mean, it definitely do feel like uh, Nelson is being more readily accepted 
now with that being said, that's that's on you know by the NFL for one more and most important, but also other players, both black and white, at least from what I can see, the response, you know, it's been relatively short news. You know, right. re- recent news, but from what I can see, both black and white players are really accepting it. And but Michael Sam, I think he didn't get enough support from his yeah, yeah from his, his fellow black efforts. Yeah. It, had had he got that, I think his situation would may have been a little bit different. Um and I, I really didn't know enough about him to say if he was because I, I don't know about Nassim either that much, to be honest. Like I don't know how good either player really is. So right. it seems like they're even, but one is getting a little more fair treatment than the other. And I'll say to, to that point, he these players are coming out, he's coming out as openly gay. But I think there's probably more players in all sports that are, are gay and just people in the locker room know it and they're just not saying that. And the crazy thing too, uh, Marcus, I like how Michael Sam took the high road. He said he congratulated Carl Nassau. He said, I respected what you did, blah, 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 and stuff like that. And the reason I said I respected what he did because Carl Nassau never gave the recognition to Michael Sam, hey, I was, I've been wanting to come all this time, but I do want to say thank you to Michael Sam who helped me get over this hurdle. Right. That's the part <laughs> I'm having a problem with. Michael Sam took the high road, so you know what? Man, I congratulate you, man, for coming out as an openly gay NFL player or whatever, openly gay man. And I'm, like I said, I was sitting there watching them, so okay, I'm looking at Carl Nassib. He said, I'm not doing this for publicity. You make, you make a video to go to make a video to go viral. When it goes viral, that is publicity. Um, I just feel like he should have been more more certainly more like more understand like look man hey before I say something I want to say thank you to Michael Sam first and foremost mm-hmm. that raised eyebrows right there say mm-hmm. he said like I want to say first and foremost I want to say thank you to Michael Sam come on to openly gay player at the time doing his NFL combine and doing his whole experience what I'm about to say to you guys hey I'm Carl Napson blah 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 come on as an openly an openly gay player at the NFL he didn't do that. That's the part I was trying to get around. And everybody trying to give him uh, a piece of <laughs> Like I said, Michael Sam, like you said, me and you said, Mar- Marcus, Michael Sam to get that same type of, like you said, mm-hmm. that respect from his peers. They mm-hmm. didn't stick to him. They left him out to dry. Because like you said, Mark, I'm pretty, pretty much sure there's pretty much gay players in the NFL, mm-hmm. a lot more. Gay players in baseball, gay players in NBA. Mm-hmm. Some are not going to say anything because they know they're going to still get paid. They know if they say something, and those other two leaves, you can be banned. Like they can be banned. Like they only have a team to pick you up. Right. You just be blackballed out the league. Right. So on that note, we're not done. One more topic. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has been quiet so far, right? So they had like I think him and um what is his name? Uh Tom Brady had some of those little podcasts they was talking. You know, two good, you know, two good friends. Mm-hmm. I think they was talking about should have been left. See, I left. <laughs> now, 
you look at the Aaron Rodgers case. Man, Tom Brady was with the Patriots his whole career. What are you right. talking about? He should he left when he was like 40 some years old. Oh, right. <laughs> and they was gonna trade you anyway. He was getting yeah. up there. Right. I, I think the last season in New England, I think he played bad on, on purpose where so he can okay. get on New England and go to a team of his choice. Aaron Rodgers, they're not gonna let him go. They not. If they do let him go, who's gonna play for the Denver Broncos or the Raiders? Because those are only those are two teams I can really identify. I can see him really playing. I mean, although those are really the only teams that have a QB vacancy that need to be filled. That's that'd be a high profile team. Like, unless he's gonna go. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't really see anywhere else. Uh, everybody's got. I mean, who's the Chargers? Who's the Chargers quarterback? Oh, oh, Justin Herbert. He ain't going nowhere. Okay. He broke. He broke. Uh, he broke. Um, Baker Mayfield t- touchdown rookie record as a t- touchdown strong. Okay. So he ain't going yeah. nowhere. I'm just looking at where I think Derek Carr. I think it might be time for him to move on from Derek Carr. Maybe he get traded to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe uh, everybody know that uh. Um, John Elway liked to pick up veteran quarterbacks. You know, we, he won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. So we know he liked to get the, 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 the second fiddle, the second dibs or anything. So if he do have a nice offer out there to get Aaron Rodgers, everybody knows if you want Aaron Rodgers, you had to give up pretty much the whole entree mm-hmm. and the silver platter to get <laughs> the player that you want. So is this are these guys really going to make that move? Or is this going to be – a Barry Sanders slash Calvin Johnson type thing that forced him to retire in Detroit. Mm, I don't think he'll retire. I think he will sit out until they trade him, though. Because he missed what train? Well, he missed mandatory camp. Mm-hmm. So those are some things. So, Marcus, before we go, who's winning? So we got a game tonight: the Clippers and Suns. Who's winning game number two? Yeah, I would say the Clippers. If Chris Paul not playing, the Clippers are winning. Uh, if Chris Paul plays, they going down 0-2. Just from just from him, his presence, like he don't even yeah. gotta do nothing. He just gotta be there. <laughs> they going the the Suns will win. But I think the Clippers. Uh, I think Ty Lue, Um, you know, they had just came off that. Uh, you know, that six game series. It was just a real quick turnaround. Um, he can make some adjustments, and they they can get the win. I mean, I don't see uh, you know I see Devin Booker continue what he's doing, but it's the other players, you know, where he got thirteen, well, eleven assists because mm-hmm. people made shots. So yeah, he got they got to stop those guys. Other guys making shots. Hey, this this is going to be a good. It's going to be a good <laughs> match tonight, All right. because. This game number two, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Phoenix Suns. I just okay. think Zubac can't keep up with DeAndre. Uh, Devin Booker right now is too much. Unless they're gonna have to get Devin Booker early on the trapping scheme. They're gonna trap him early. But if you want to win, if the if the Suns want to win or the Clippers want to win, the Clippers must stop Cameron Payne. Okay. You can't let Jay Crowder get extra rebounds for second chance shots. For Devin Booker. You can't let that happen. 
Now, if Phoenix want to win, they got to contain Paul George. You can't let Paul George score thirty something for twenty something points in the first in the first quarter. Can't do that. You got to stop Reggie Jackson. I don't think Reggie Jackson gonna have another twenty four point game performance tonight. I think he's gonna finish the game with fifteen points. Okay. I don't see that same performance again. I think the Phoenix Suns will win tonight by ten. Okay. In the desert, as Charles Barkley say, I guarantee it. <laughs> And, and with that, this team is just too much for the Clippers. All I'm going to say for the, uh, the Phoenix Suns is if they win tonight, it's, it's going to be over, bro. I mean, never. Like I said, you can't count them Clippers out. They've been down 0-2 every series so far. <laughs> that's, that's even if they lose tonight. I think I think they're gonna win. So Marcus, you got you got you say you got the Clippers winning. That's tonight. I don't know about the series yet, but just tonight. <laughs> tonight. Marcus, he said that we're gonna get Marcus this. Yeah. <laughs> And on that note, this is After Hours Live for the Man Cave. This is your host, Tay Wiggs. Peace. Mark Senior. Peace. <laughs>Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave Podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man, Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us. We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our Anchor profile page. That's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave. And click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out. Peace.